From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Sam Bankman-Fried is out on bail. That's a surprise because of the amount of money that was needed. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everyone. Friday, December 23rd, 2022. The storm has moved in. It is currently one degree Fahrenheit and negative 18 on my watch in Celsius. <laughs> so it is damn cold out there in the Cleveland, Ohio area. I hope wherever you're listening, it is a little bit warmer. And if it is cold as hell, your house is warm, you have plenty to eat, you have your electricity on, and you found some good movies to watch on the already exhausted Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV Plus, Hulu catalog. <laughs> Let's get into those crypto prices. It's 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $16,864, up 1.2% in 24. I'm surprised the numbers are up today, by the way. Ethereum sitting at $1,221, up 2.7%. Tether is number three, USDC is number four, and Binance is number five at 245, up 2%. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Matic. The total market cap is at $813.1 billion, an increase of 1.5%. We have a BTC dominance of 39.9% and an F dominance of 18.4%. Moving into today's news, most of it is FTX or Sam Bankman-Fried. Actually, all of it is Sam Bankman-Fried or FTX related. So uh, let's figure out what happened. There's a lot of revelations in the past 24 hours, so let's go through all of that. As we know already, Sam Bittman-Fried is going to spend Christmas with his family after a just approved an historic $250 million bond. And I just want to say that the numbers that come out of like news and government and everything lately is just insane. It's like, is the dollar getting that worthless that these monetary amounts are just getting massive? And we just kind of like gloss it over. $250 million. Oh, it's $250 million. Like, I could pull that out of my pocket or something. There's no way. We're sending $45 billion to Ukraine. What I did yesterday after I heard $45 billion, I took $45 billion divided by 120 million households in the United States, and that's like $375 a piece. So it's like, that's a lot of money. Like if you asked 120 million households in the United States to cough up nearly $400 a piece, it, you, most of them won't be able to do that. Just like, hey, no, I need that money. Anyway, we, thought, we tossed around $45 billion like it's a little bit of money because we just passed a package, uh, spending package of $1.7 trillion. And we think 45 is nothing, but these are huge numbers. Anyway, sorry for my digression, my rant. Let's continue. Inner City Press said the judge of this case said, the defendant has achieved sufficient notoriety and it would be impossible for him to continue financial transactions. This notoriety also goes to risk of flight. He would be recognized. So I'm going to permit release. The judge continued to say, 
He will surrender his passport. It has already been surrendered. Home detention with local monitoring. He must live with his parents at home in Palo Alto. And no new businesses without pre-approval of pre-trial services. This is reportedly the highest ever pre-trial bond ever. And this bond is going to be secured by Sam's parents' Palo Alto property. Okay, so the first thing that probably goes through your mind is like, where did his parents get $250 million? Well, okay, first of all, that's not how that works. So what they did is they put their house up for his bond. Okay, so there's a bail and there's a bond. So let's just go and talk about like the differences between that. The bail is what the judge puts to say, hey, you have to pay this amount of money if you want to get out of you know custody in jail. And if you don't show up to court, you're going to lose that money. If you show up to all your trials and you're on time and everything goes well, you're more than likely going to get your bail back and you'll be fine. Minus percentage that they're going to probably keep for just holding on to your money and administrating that transactions. And from what I understand, bonds are different. Bonds are more like insurances and you have bail bondsmen, right? And so basically you pay a premium to basically an insurance company that insures your bail. And if you show up, everybody's okay. You have to pay this premium. And this premium is usually a percentage of your total bail. You know, it depends how much, you know, the bail is. So let's say if it's $10,000, you might have to pay 10% for the bond premium to put up the insurance of your $10,000. So anyway, that's how that works. And if more than likely, they use some sort of bond insurance, put up the collateral of their house as the premium on the $250 million bail. And anyway, Zillow estimates that Sam Bateman Freed's parents' house is worth around $4 million. It's a 3,092-square-foot house with a pool in Palo Alto. The average price for homes in that area is around $3.3 million, but the average square footage is around 1,800 square feet. So this one is quite bigger. So maybe the estimated price of Sam Bankman's Freed's parents' house is more than $4 million. Maybe it was called 4 to $5 million. But to be honest with you, it's not really a crazy house. If you're here in the Midwest, $4 million will get you... <laughs> $4 million would get you something crazy. But Sam Bankman Freed's parents' house here in the Midwest around Bay Village, Cleveland, Rocky River, Solon, uh, it probably worth anywhere from $500,000 to $800,000. Still not cheap, but not for $5 million worth of house. My question is, and maybe you guys can answer me, if you have kids, write me, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. My email is in the show notes. If you were a parent of Sam Bankman Freed, would you put your house up for collateral to get him out of jail so he can stay at home? Even though, fine, he doesn't run. You get your house back. Maybe lose a couple of dollars for the fees of holding that money or facilitating that transaction. But would you do it? I mean, unless you were completely involved, unless you exactly knew what he was doing, my kid just scammed customers out of $8 billion. How am I supposed to know he's not going to scam me? And then I lose my home. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would do it. But again... I don't have kids. So if you have kids, tell me, would you put up your house, your home to get your kid out of jail? Me? I don't know. I think I might just let him sit in there. And in more FTX News, CEO Caroline Ellison of Alameda Research and FTX's co-founder and former CTO Gary Wong, they pled guilty to a suite of charges. And so now the breadth and depth of the company's collapse is so much more clear. And they were talking like a bird. Is that what it's called? Talking like a bird? Squealing like a pig? <laughs> what is it called when you tell everybody all the, all the scoops when you snitch? What is it called? Anyway, so here's some key takeaways to them snitching. First is they pled guilty that they created software that gave Alameda special access to users' funds on FTX. 
This was called a sort of bookkeeping backdoor that Sam Bankman-Fried said it didn't exist. Well, <laughs> and they said it did exist, and it offered Alameda some serious benefits. It let the trading firm run a negative balance in its account on FTX, and it provided the firm with virtually unlimited line of credit and prevented Alameda from being liquidated. Defendants were also both aware that the existence of these special privileges. The complaint alleges that the source of Alameda's line of credit was pulled from FTX users, rooted through a series of interconnected subsidiaries, and notably one firm called North Dimension. And North Dimension should be getting a knock on their door from the FBI any moment now. So what happened was users deposited a fee into what they thought was FTX, but often were actually bank accounts controlled by Alameda. Let me say that again. Users deposited fiat into a bank account or what they thought was FTX, but was actually another company, Alameda. In exchange for these deposits, users would receive e-money, which according to FTX's terms of service, users could redeem all or in part at any time. More than $8 billion in FTX customer assets were handed over to Alameda. Some more clarity that came to light after Wong and Ellison were squawking. Claims made by Sam Bankman-Fried that there was a clear separation between the two firms, FTX and Alameda, were clearly false or misleading. Each instance of commingling of funds, even though it was executed by Ellison or Wong, came under the direction of Sam Bankman-Fried. So even though Caroline Ellison and Gary Wong are spilling the beans, they still can face some considerable prison time. Wong could spend up to 50 years in prison, and Ellison 110 years in prison. Now my question is, and I'm looking forward to seeing, what is their plea deal? What do they actually get sentenced with? We'll see. In more news, because of the revelations of all of this with FTX, Alameda, and so on and so forth, the Security and Exchange Commissions appear to be complying legal ammunition to take on the beating heart of the global cryptocurrency economy. And what is that? Centralized crypto exchanges. And in more FTX news, CEO John J. Ray III is the new CEO of FTX, by the way. They're urging the bankruptcy court to freeze roughly $450 million in Robinhood shares. And he's arguing that because there are so many creditors seeking ownership of these shares, the assets should be frozen until the court can resolve the issue in a manner that is fair to all creditors and debtors. The 56 million shares in Class A common stock in Robinhood are currently held by a brokerage account in New York City. Okay, so it's coming down to where is all the cash? On November 11th, when Sam Bankman-Fried resigned, he said that there's about $1 billion of cash or assets that he identified. So where is it? Well, FTX's new CFO said, we are reaching out to all of those banks and changing signatories on the accounts so that we can get access to the accounts and move the cash as much as we can to authorized depository institutions. She said that about $130 million in cash is locked up in Japan. Another $6 million is being kept for operational expenses such as payroll. $423 million at unauthorized U.S. institutions are mainly at a single broker. And $485 million is already in an authorized deposit institution. So the new CFO is working very hard to get all this cash together, have it in a place to try to hopefully pay people back after the bankruptcy courts decide what to do. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow to round everything up. And until then, stay warm, stay safe, and happy hodling, everyone.